Hello, everybody. Welcome to a happy moment. I have a very special guest with me today. I have Amy from fantasyfictionfanatics.net. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, Amy, uh, you are the fantasy fiction fanatic, and I'd like to talk about the fantasy genre today, um, specifically about, well, let's start with what got you started in fantasy? What is it that interests you in it? Um, it's a little bit of a hard question for me because fantasy has been in my life, like my entire life. I uh, grew up with my parents really liking fantasy and they've really passed that love on to me. Um, when I was really little, my mom was, read me the Harry Potter series um, as well as the Dragonlance series when I was in middle school. So I think my love of fantasy really started there. And I really love it because it's just so, it's so amazing what your imagination can create and all the cool things that I wish we could have in this real world. Yeah, I mean, fantasy is, it's a genre unlike anything else. It's oftentimes like whole completely different worlds full of magical things, mystical creatures. Uh, there's nothing that really compares to it. I think it's pretty exciting myself. When I was growing up, I used to, read Goosebumps books. And then in sixth grade, there was a school project where we had to uh, write, a, write a little story and draw a picture based on a book that we we're reading. And it was a group project. I, of course, wanted to do Goosebumps, but thankfully, my two partners wanted to do this series called Dragonlance. And so that's how I got my foot in the door. Uh, in fantasy was with Dragonlance and that school project. And that's also how I found you on your YouTube channel. I was searching for Dragonlance and there you are. And so Amy, since that's one of our, my favorite series and yours, how would you describe Dragonlance to someone that's never heard of it before? Well, I guess the way I always think about Dragonlance is that it is a very traditional fantasy. And what I mean by that is I think that most people are commonly aware of like Lord of the Rings, even if they haven't watched it, they kind of know the concepts of like, okay, there's elves and there's dwarves and, uh, and stuff like that and dragons. And I mostly related to that because that's kind of the elements that Dragonlance has. It's a typical adventure. It has those different kinds of beings in it and there's dragons and there's magic and it's a big good against evil kind of story. I've heard Dragonlance kind of considered as like a more of a a modern day Lord of the Rings. Would you agree with that? Um, I would agree with that, though I think that it's funny to think about it that way, considering Dragonlance is not really super modern at this time. It's uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not a very recently written book, but it does definitely hold up a uh, writing style to where it doesn't seem like it's an old written book. Yeah. And. For those that aren't familiar with Dragonlance, Dragonlance has close to, oh, I don't know, 200 books by this point. Uh, but the way, the one that I started with, and I think the one that most people start with, is The Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Uh, that's a good starting point for anyone that hasn't read any Dragonlance before. Uh, would you agree with that? 100%. I don't really know of anywhere else that you would start. I think that's usually the traditional first book as far as i know yeah yeah it's part of the chronicles trilogy and 
basically that's like the the central central storyline for Dragonlance. Everything else is kind of uh, offshoots of that. Like it takes a part of a something that was talked about in the Chronicles trilogy, like a character, and it'll make its own trilogy, and this kind of like branches off from there on various timelines. Um, but it's it's very exciting. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, it has dragons, obviously, um, <laughs> as elves, dwarves, all the all the typical fantasy fare that, as you said, the traditional fantasy. Uh, Amy, are there any uh, subgenres of fantasy that you like more than others, or are there any that you don't care for? Um, I can't really say that there's any that I don't care for, at least at this point. I do mostly read. Um, high fantasy and urban fantasy. I like both of those a lot. And um, I do read some paranormal romance, um, if you count those as fantasy, which I do, um, but I know sure. some people don't. But for the most part, the high fantasy and the urban fantasy, I know that technically you have like dark fantasy and there's like epic fantasy and there's these other variations of um, titles for those, but I kind of just lump it all together with high fantasy versus uh, urban fantasy. I know for the longest time i always avoided urban fantasy just because i i had this belief that well fantasy it's supposed to be like a completely different world from ours like i don't want to read something that's set in our own world but the the one that changed my mind about that was the the dresden files Uh, i read the first book (laughs) of that and that was that was really good. I haven't got around to the second book yet, but I'm definitely planning on it. Uh, I think you read that one too, don't you? Yes. Uh, Jim Butcher is my favorite author. Um, I don't know if you've read his uh, high fantasy series, because he has both, but I started originally uh, finding him as an author from his Dresden Files as well. That's his more popular series, and it is excellent. I've read all of them. How many of those are there? Like about a dozen? Uh, more than that. I think the one that just came out was number 18. Oh, okay. Uh, I was, I was pleasantly (laughs) surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. It really surprised me. I'm, it's one of the things I've been trying to do the last couple of years is branch out my, my reading and try and experience more of what I was more than what I was reading before. Um, I don't think it's good to be too narrow. What about it originally made it so you didn't want to try urban fantasy just because it was in our world yeah it's like i i deal with our world enough i want to you know escape into this some other realm i don't want to read about what's going on and you know in some busy city and people have all these like modern conveniences and everything it's like i'm more of the like the swords and sorcery kind but uh you know the dresden files of course has a lot of sorcery as well uh, definitely has the the mystical creatures too, so it's a lot of the same things as traditional fantasy, just I guess in a more modern setting. Well, that's why I don't like literature, is because literature is just about real life, and I'm like, I already live real life. So, but I yeah. do find that urban fantasy is really cool because you have to, as like, especially Dresden Files is a good example of this, is you have magic and you have the magical creatures and you've got like the uh, ones from like myths and legends in there. And then you've got the real world and you see how they blend. Like for example, with uh, the Dresden Files, magic and technology don't mix. And so you have that interesting element of like how our world is affected by magic or by the other creatures that are in there. Yeah. And 
you know, I, whenever I'm reading something other than traditional fantasy, I do have to admit, I always feel that pull to come back to it. But reading st other stuff like the Dresden Files and just exploring the different subgenres, uh, I definitely do like doing that now as well. So, Amy, uh, how has fantasy had an influence on your life, would you say? I would say fantasy has a huge influence on my life um, because, well, for example, what I went to college for was to be a creative writer. Um, and the reason that was sparked was because I would love to be a fantasy author myself. Um, I just love fantasy that much that I would love to be able to create these worlds to be able to um, create things that I think are as good as the things that I read about and are as enjoyable and be able to share that with other people um, from my own imagination. So I've got that. It's sh or, uh, shaped me in the fact that I now have a whole YouTube channel uh, about <laughs> fantasy and sharing that love. And that's something that I never thought um, I would be doing. I actually was just suggested to try doing YouTube as like a way to practice teaching uh, fantasy fiction because that's what I thought would also be fun to do at like the college level. I really wanted to be a college professor. Um, and so just to get like some practice for that, I was recommended to maybe do like some YouTubing um, for it. And it's become a really big love to be able to do this YouTube channel. So you mentioned that you do some writing too. Uh, are you able to share a little bit of what you like to write about and probably more of the traditional fantasy um yes i mostly write high fantasy at this point um, i have tried doing a little bit of urban fantasy i've had a couple ideas that were more urban fantasy based but there i find it's much harder to do urban fantasy than it is to do high fantasy because you know, it actually has to be realistic, it actually has to be set in a place that someone can actually go to. And if I've never been to that place, it's kind of hard for me to be like, okay, how do I make it believable that this could fit in this <laughs> world when I've never even been to, you know, this, this city or anything like that. So um, yes, but mostly I do high fantasy. I have written a short story that's complete, um, hasn't been published yet, but it has been sent out there and maybe it will be published one day. We'll see. Awesome. I like to do a little bit of writing myself, not as much as I should, but I was doing some cleaning recently and I found one of my old college notebooks from when I had creative writing class. And it was definitely interesting to see where I started at and where I'm at right now. Um, and I do admit I'm still a little bit salty at my creative writing instructor. Uh, for our final project, we had to write a 10-page story, and he was very insistent on the fact that we had to keep to 10 pages, and so I stuck to the rules. There were a bunch of other people who went over that limit, and they got off scot-free, so I feel That's like I should have just kept writing. I know. <laughs> like, I That's really want to keep writing. But... Man, and 10 pages for a creative writing work is so short. <laughs> I know. Like, at first... It seemed like, man, 10 pages, how am I going to fill that? But you know, once I started writing, the words just kept coming out. I kept coming up with new ideas. And pretty soon I had like close to 20 pages and I had to cut half of it. But I can always work on it because I still have that story now. That actually happened to me with the short story that um, I mentioned was that originally it was like 
18, 19 pages, something like that. And by if you want to get it published in a magazine, it's by word count. And a lot of magazines don't let you publish as many words as I had for that. So then I had to cut like a whole bunch of stuff I thought was pretty cool out to mm. try and trim it down to be short enough that most magazines would accept my uh, submission. So that was so annoying. It's, that's always the worst when you write a story and then for some reason you have to cut a whole bunch of it out. I mean, not that, not that you want to, but just because you're trying to meet someone's requirement for the word count, it's always painful. I know. And then it's like, you know, you have to read through it and you have to be like, well, I like that. And I like that. So what do I get rid of? Yeah. Ugh. What are some of your, your, like your all time favorite fantasy novels? Um, well, obviously Jim Butcher series, the um, Dresden Files is one of my all time favorites since he is my favorite author. Um, I also really love, um, I really love the Mercy Thompson series. That's another one that's one of my favorites. I did that on my channel, at least the first three of them. Those are one of my all-time favorites, uh, though that is an urban fantasy versus a high fantasy. Um, if we're sticking mostly uh, high fantasy, I would say the the Dragonlance series is one of my all-time favorites. That's like always been on my top tier. Um, and I also really like the... Uh, Rain Banara series, which is another high fantasy by Lisa Sheeran. Um, I know she's not quite as well known, but she has one of my favorite series as well. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of fantasy books out there that I have to catch up on. Um, there always will be. <laughs> yes, yes, it's never ending. Uh, but in addition to books, uh, how about movies? Are there any fantasy movies that you enjoy? Um, well, obviously... The Lord of the Rings is probably an obvious answer, <laughs> um, right. but they are one of my my favorites. Uh, they I don't really like the books that much because they're just too slow and grueling for me. But I really love those movies. Um, I also really like this. This doesn't totally count, I guess, as a movie because it is a mini series. But it's called The Tenth Kingdom, and it's uh, about an eight hour long. Now that you if you buy it on on DVD, it's an eight hour long movie. Um, instead of it being a five, five episode uh, short series or whatever, but the Tenth Kingdom is really, really great too. What's that one about? So it's about um, it's kind of a it's one of those where it's like you start in the real world, but you end up going to a fantasy world, and it's about this um, world that is brought uh, broken up into nine different kingdoms, and they're all based on like fairy tale worlds um, or like fairy tale lands, like there's Cinderellas. Uh, kingdom there's red riding hood's kingdom snow white's kingdom and so on and this evil stepmother of the current prince um of the one of the kingdoms turns him into a dog and uh, is trying to take over his kingdom and he ends up coming into our world uh, as a dog and kind of carrying over these two people from our world into their world and they're trying to end up on this journey that ends up kind of uh, going through this kingdom, this set of kingdoms and everything. Sounds interesting. Might have to check that one out. I uh, definitely highly recommend it. It's super good. Yeah. Uh, have you watched Game of Thrones at all? Yes, Game of Thrones is excellent. Have you finished it? Yes, I have. I, though I don't hate the ending as much as I think most people do. So I have a question for you and might be some Game of Thrones spoilers here, but so I watched probably the first five, maybe six seasons. And 
I don't see myself finishing it anytime soon. Can you tell me how it ends? What? <laughs> You're not going to finish it? <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it's been a few years at least since I've I've watched any of it. And I don't know. It doesn't I just... just suck you in? No, I mean, I was enjoying it quite a bit for a while, but it's taken this long for, you know, so I, I just don't think I'll be getting around to it anytime soon. Like, I don't have time for that. Um, gotcha. Well, that's I, kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, but. I know. But I just, I just really want to know how it ends, because I've, I've been listening to people talking about how they didn't like it now, and, like, they ruined it in the last season. So I, I just want to know what you think. Um, so do you actually know how it ends at all? Or, or do you want me to actually like tell you what the ending is? Tell me what the ending is. I, I don't know. Okay. So in the end, um, Daenerys almost, well, basically she is winning on uh, taking over the throne, but then she kind of goes crazy. And after she takes down Cersei's uh, whole like the whole area around Cersei and stuff like that. She is killed by Jon Snow because she's gone crazy, and they basically have now a, they decide that there's going to be a council instead of one person leading the um, the kingdom. Uh, and this is right after they like basically banded together and destroyed the um, the Ice Walkers or whatever. Um, so Arya kills the, the maiden dude. They're gone. They all disappear. And then uh, that's when this happens with Daenerys um, taking over, getting killed. And then they make this council. And Bran is the head of the council. And Jon Snow ends up going back to the wall. And uh, his sisters kind of go on their own adventures. And that's that's basically the end. Huh. Why does Daenerys go crazy? That, I think, is one of the things they could have done better. Um I, I see there are faults in the last season. I think that they should have made it a bit longer of a season to in order to betray this, but they're kind of making it seem like she just has all these things that are happening to her that kind of pile up. Like uh, her main handmaiden that she's been with for forever gets killed, and she's got like these other um, just people that are close to her that are kind of like been killed off and. and um, or betrayed her and so then she just kind of ends up going crazy by just being like okay i just want to destroy everybody and then they because of her and her father or whatever being the crazy king they're like okay she's just gone mad and realizes that she has to just go but they don't take the time to really show like, i get what they were trying to do but they just don't take the time to like really make it so it's not just sudden it needed a little bit more development i feel like on that front one of the things that a friend told me is that he was disappointed with the way that the storyline with Jamie Lannister turned out. What happened there? Oh, that was a disappointment. Jamie was making strides on being his own person. And he, he actually was somebody who I hated at the beginning and like made me come around to him. And I actually really liked him in the end. And um, do you know Bree, the woman soldier knight? Lady, yeah, like the really tall one. Yes, yeah, he was became like romantically involved with her, and I kind of fell in love with her. But then at the end, when he realized that Cersei was basically going to be killed, he went back to her at the end and died with her. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it was really sad. I was <laughs> I was really hoping that would not be the case, but I guess he couldn't change after all. How did Cersei die? 
Cersei dies in her own castle, like everything's falling around and uh, they're trying to get out and they end up getting blocked in and, and the roof collapses on them. Ah, I feel like that was too good of a death for her. She should have had something more horrible happen after all she did. She went down with her, her kingdom, I guess. <laughs> she went down with the ship. Does Tyrion make it to the end? Yes, he is a uh, part of the council at the end that's made for uh, the the kingdom. So he, he ends up making it to the end. He's amazing. So I was very happy about that. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay, last Game of Thrones question. Uh, sure. So one storyline that I didn't care for is because I didn't find it very interesting. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now, but he was... He was on the wall with Jon Snow, and he at some point they got separated, and he he kind of went on and was doing his own thing. Um, he was kind of a, a wimpy guy, uh, not Sam? very heroic. Yeah, Sam, that's it. What happened with Sam? Um, Sam ends up making it through to the end too. Um, I would say I'm trying to think if there's like anything crazy that happens with him. I mean, he ends up. I, th- I think he ends up being part of the council that's at the end too, or he's part of like one of the record keepers or something. But I, don't quote me on that. I'll admit that I don't <laughs> totally remember where Sam ended up. I remember it not being obviously very exciting or crazy. I think he ends up okay. being, yeah, just the same thing he was doing. All right. Well, thank you for the info. Cause I, like I said, I probably wouldn't get around to it for another few years at least. So now I don't have to wonder. <laughs> Um, well, hopefully you can still watch it if you find time and can enjoy the experience of watching it, if that is something yeah. that you enjoyed. Yeah. So, Amy, are there any uh, upcoming books that might have your interest? Um, well, I really was excited for um, that whenever the next The Forever Sea is going to come out. I can't I don't see it coming out this year, but um, hopefully it'll come out next year. Uh, that was by. Uh, Joshua Philip Johnson, I think was the author's name. Um, that was a one that I read last year for a review and that was excellent that I really enjoyed a high fantasy. Um, and then this year there's one that's coming out. Um, that's let me try to think of what the new title is. I know it's by HM long. Let's see if I can quickly pull up what the title is. I wasn't prepared. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, it's the it's called the Hall of Smoke uh, series, and uh, it's really really good if you like really interesting mythologies because that's all that this story is about is about a really complex mythology and this um, woman who has kind of fallen into the mix of these different gods fighting with each other. And so the new one that came out just earlier this month, I believe, is called Temple of No God. Um, by H.M. Long, and so I'm really excited to read that one because I really enjoyed the first one. Cool. And of course, something that I'm looking forward to is the new Dragonlance trilogy. Well, of course, I, I have that on pre-order. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it available for pre-order already? Uh, for Kindle, I know for sure. I don't know if oh. the uh, hard copy is or not. What do they have as the release date? August 8th, I believe. Ah, Okay. I'll have to keep an eye on that. So Margaret Weiss, Tracy Hickman, those are the, the originals of the Dragonlance series. And they're be they're gonna be the authors of this one as well. Uh 
what kind of expectations do you have for it? Well, I read the synopsis, and so it does look like we're going to have our original cast back from uh, the original Chronicles trilogy, which is really exciting. They have, for of course, they're going to be my favorite characters, even though I do enjoy the other um, other series and stuff like that. But you can't beat the original cast. Um, but it is also going to bring in some new people, so I I think it will be good because they always create good stories. Um, the only thing I'm going to be interested in to see is how they tie it in with like the plot line like is this going to be after twins um or exactly how they're gonna fit that in yeah i was i was kind of wondering that too and i suppose part of me was maybe a little bit bummed out that they're not going to i guess continue the the main storyline that happened after the the war of souls trilogy uh because the we kind of already know how the story plays out for the characters that they're going back to. And it is, it's going to feel kind of weird to revisit them, I guess, but I am glad that they are going to inject some new characters in there as well. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I'm excited for it. That's true. Uh, We do kind of know how it turns out, but we didn't really, after the, I felt like after the um, Chronicles and the test of the twins, we don't really know. It wasn't really focused on them. Like, we know, like, what happens with them, but we didn't really get in-depth into their lives. So I think it will be interesting to see uh, how this plays out. I do know it has, based on the um, synopsis, that it has time travel again in it. So I don't know if that will mean that they're kind of, like, rebooting a little bit of what would happen by changing time or not. But we'll I guess we'll find out. Yeah, looking forward to it. going to circle that on my calendar and place my pre-order. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the work that that you do with your YouTube channel, your website. We've mentioned a little bit. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Amy has a fantastic YouTube channel where she does in-depth discussions about, about various fantasy novels as well as in-depth character analysis. Uh, she also has a website where she does book reviews and does a whole bunch more. Uh, Amy, what would you like to share with us about that? Um, well, it's definitely the place if you like fantasy, that is for sure. Um, it's probably more if you like reading fantasy books than if you just like watching uh, fantasy or, um, you know, comics or something like that, since I do focus mostly on books. But of course, on like my website, I do have, you know, recommendations for films or animes that are related to fantasy. Um, I definitely just want to share a love of fantasy with people and create that kind of community where we can talk together because I don't really have people in my life uh, personally that read a lot of fantasy other than my parents. So I just really enjoy being able to share my thoughts, my ideas with everybody and with being able to open up a place that we can have a more in-depth discussion about different kinds of books and different kinds of characters. Uh, Really look at what makes it so good in many ways. I feel like we're just all learning together about what makes good fantasy and what we enjoy about it. Do you see fantasy evolving in any way in the future? Um, I definitely feel like even now a little bit, we kind of see this evolution is that you kind of, we're seeing sci-fi and we're seeing fantasy kind of mixed together. Even with... um, the book series that I'm doing right now, the Locked Tomb series, it has the mix of that sci-fi and that um, 
fantasy elements. And so I do think as we progress into the future that that might come a lot more into play. I, I'm not sure if that will be the case or not, but I feel like that might be the case where fantasy and sci-fi become more of a uh, mixed genre or maybe even considered the same genre, since I do know some people do kind of see sci-fi and fantasy as a, a type of fantasy. Uh, the Lock Tomb, uh, definitely definitely an interesting series. I would say not very conventional at all, but it's a lot of fun. It has one of my favorite all-time fantasy characters, or characters in any book, of course, Gideon the Ninth. Uh, she is, uh, how would you describe Gideon? Gideon, I will admit, is like one of the characters that I really love because she's a snarky character. And I always love snarky characters who are, who they're not necessarily the most powerful people, but they really do have the heart and the soul and that they will make it happen no matter what, even if they are the underdog. Yeah, she's she's definitely very snarky. She's She's got quite an attitude. And that's one of the things I love about her. And so I was reading on Goodreads, uh, apparently now there's four books. Have you heard that? Uh, yeah, I did notice that they changed it to being four books instead of three. And the third one is called Nona the Ninth, which Nona is part of the last name of Harrow, Harrow Harknown to Jessimus. Uh, she's the, that's the second book in the series, Harrow the Ninth. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But it's, Definitely a strange series. If anyone is looking to read something that's a little bit different, a little bit out there, I'd say definitely give that a try. Um, Especially the second book. The second book where it's written in second person is very, very unique. I have never seen a full-length uh, novel written in second person before until now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely unique. And I think that's the, the only instance of second person point of view that I've come across in any book. It's It takes a little takes a little bit of getting used to, doesn't it? It definitely does, especially because you have some of the the chapters that are kind of looking at the past that are in third person, and then you have to switch back to second person. It can be very confusing. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, have you, have you ever gotten involved in any uh, tabletop gaming like Dungeons & Dragons? Not necessarily tabletop gaming in that sense. I really love board games and card games, but as far as like Dungeons and Dragons or like Warhammer or those kind of tabletop games I haven't done too much of. When I was um, younger I would try and play with my brother and I would usually just do whatever he told me to do because I didn't really understand what was happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was like my ex- my whole experience I think with tabletop gaming. I've, I've played a few of them and I definitely miss those days where I could go to a friend's house and we could play for six seven hours at a time. Uh, definitely good times but uh, the friends that got me involved in Dragonlance back in sixth grade, they also played Dungeons and & Dragons. And I was going to play with them then, but it just never worked out. So I had to wait another 10 years or so before I had my first chance at it. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend it if you ever have the chance to. One thing I, I do want to try at some point is is LARPing, live action role playing. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> just running around in the woods with a sword and <laughs> shouting out spells. Would you ever give that a try? Uh, I definitely would. But I do think <laughs> I, I do think it would have to be people who I'm like, I know, like would be my friends and like comfortable with. I don't know if I could do that with like a bunch of strangers, but I would definitely enjoy doing that. I th- it's <laughs> I think that would be that would be very fun, yes. Yes. All right. Well 
Amy, is there anything else that you'd like to mention about fantasy today? I don't think I have anything else other than what you've thought of. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and asking me to join you today. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, it's definitely fun. And you can find Amy on YouTube. Search for Fantasy Fiction Fanatics. Her website is fantasyfictionfanatics.net. And she also has uh, a Discord channel as well where you can find her and talk about fantasy and a variety of other topics. So, Amy, thank you very much and hope to chat with you soon. Thanks so much. I'd be happy to chat with you again soon, too. All right. Thank you. Thanks to everybody for joining me today. We'll see you next time.